This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. The Cubs win the World Series. Yay! (laughs) Is there anything else going on in the world? No. Then that's what we're talking about on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Minutia Man Man. with Rick and Dave. That's uh, Rick Kemper, Dave Stern. We are your Minutia Men. And we kind of have a uh, unithemed show today, don't we, Dave? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, last night... Yeah, whatever. Let's just get through this thing, okay? <laughs> Last night, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Say that again. Say it again. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs won the World Series for the first you, time in 108 years. You know what? I wasn't watching. I was watching the Trailblazers Suns game. Oh, how was that? Was that a good game? Oh, changes! It had it had all this drama. It was uh-huh. it was really uh-huh. the triumph of the human spirit yesterday. And was go, it? Go oh, Phoenix! Good. Oh, good. Yeah. So so Phoenix won that game. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right. Now, people that don't know this about us probably have never listened to the show before. But uh, I'm a big Cubs fan. Dave is can- not a big uh, Cubs fan. Correct. No, I'm not a Cubs fan. Um, and, you know, I have gotten so many emails and texts and and phone calls and just, you know, it's just, it's my phone exploded. But uh, a little drowsy. Are you a little drowsy? Right I'm now? a little drowsy. Yeah, it ended at like one o'clock in the morning. I know. I know. Um, and we are we are recording this. uh on the day, we usually don't do this. We usually record it a day early, but we thought, well, that'd be stupid to record it a day early and then have it be about, gee, I hope they win or, gee, I hope they don't. You know what right, I mean? Right. Or talk about some guy who, you know, set fire to himself, you know, in a trailer in Florida or whatever. Really, no one really kind of gives a crap. Right. It, right. This is the only story that matters at all. But anyway, uh, you know. As the uh, you know what let's let's do the audio because we let's go let's go right to the just one bad century audio hold on time now for a collection of cub geekness this is just one bad century with Rick and Dave so um, every week we do a segment about the Cubs because we have this website called just one bad century and people have been asking me you know about my own cub history and what is it how is it that I became such a huge Cubs fan and dedicated my life to this, which is kind of a pathetic thing to dedicate your life to. Right. Some people dedicate their lives to eradicating polio, (laughs) you know, uh, building homes for people, for, you know, people in Guatemala. Rick, what's your life's mission? (laughs) Well, some people don't achieve their life mission. I achieved mine. <laughs> Touche. Well said. Touche. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'll just give you a quick overview uh, before we get to the, the fun stuff. Uh, so I became a Cubs fan back in 1968. My uncle Manny is the one that made me a Cubs fan. He lived on Lakewood when he was a kid. And uh, which is just a few blocks away from Wrigley Field. 
and went to Lane Tech High School. Also, like me, go just, Indians. Just like, like Uncle Dave, as my kids call you. Um, he probably probably swam naked. He, he did. Naked swimming, probably. He did. I asked him about that. Um, but anyway, he's the one that made me a Cubs fan, and he he took me whenever he could take me, and he uh, he didn't even live in Chicago by the time he became a uh, by the time he was making me a Cubs fan. He would come into town and he'd take me to the games, and I and my dad didn't care about baseball. He he was from Germany, and you know he was a soccer guy and he loved soccer and soccer was his life but it really did not care at all about baseball so it wasn't like a father son thing with me it was an uncle uncle nephew relationship we moved to germany in 1974 and and i continued to follow the cubs during that time through the stars and stripes newspaper and all i could for you know seven years all i could do was watch the box scores which came a couple of days after the game. I mean, that's that's it. But I I knew the Cubs of that era of the you know from like seventy four to eighty. I watched that the Cubs through box scores, but I still followed the Cubs. Uh, they were take it from somebody who was able to watch them in the seventies. Yeah. They were boring to watch on television. I can't even imagine how horrible that would be to be watching them through box scores and in print. Well, you know, I. It, my imagination is really good. So I <laughs> created these incredible, these incredible games. But then, you know, 1984 was the year. 1984 was the year, you know, I was 21 years old. I lived in Champaign, Illinois. And that was the year that, uh, that they were, they were huge. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Um, uh, do you hear a, like a commercial or something in the background? No. You know, okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's continue on. Pretend like well, I didn't who, just who say that. that. So we charge them. We're going to have to charge them for airtime. I believe it was a Bob Dold commercial. <laughs> no, I have no. I it's not not on my end. Okay, good. Well, you know that is not an endorsement of Bob Dold. I don't even know anything about the guy. Um, so anyway, nineteen eighty four. Dave and I had been become friends. We were friends for how long at that point? Oh, I would say two years, maybe some, maybe I don't know. Yeah, two, three years, probably at that point. Two and, years. And you were there in my apartment. Yeah. In 1984, a when the Cubs. In the, I loved what you guys did to that apartment. Oh, too. thank you. It was really well, well, well designed. I had three uh, roommates. You know, and and my roommate Stu, who was my next door neighbor growing up, a good good friend of mine, Love he was a diehard White Sox fan, and you are also a diehard White Sox fan. And right. at that time, diehard White Sox fans had a lot of hate in their heart. Well, we had hate in our hearts because in '83 we lost to the Baltimore Orioles. Right. In the ALCS. Right. So we still had the sting of the disappointment that we had the year before. So, you know, give us that at least. Yes, we were hateful. Yeah. But yeah, you were. We, you were hateful. We were sad. You were black hearted. We you were you were bad human beings. <laughs> I don't, I don't let like me describe let me describe why i say that though i mean um hey you know you guys are still my friends somehow 
But in that game four in, in the NLCS in 1984, when Steve Garvey hit the home run that that broke the heart of Cub fans everywhere, Stu and Dave high-fived each other right over my head. And that was before high fives were even fashionable. That was a moment that that was a moment that will live with me forever. And it also is a moment that I realized it's important for me not to have a gun in the house. (laughs) So, you know, I I became anti second amendment on that at that moment, (laughs) because if I had a gun, you'd both be dead and I'd be in prison right now watching the Cubs on the prison television. Does is Bob Dole? Dold, a uh, Second Amendment guy? Probably. I think he's a Republican. Okay. Yeah. Right. We'll have to definitely erase that. So anyway, this is this is uh, this is what uh, this is the Cub thing. And this is the relationship that Dave and I had. And throughout the years, when bad things would happen, uh, Dave would call me up so that he could revel in the sadness. How about I was calling to console you. Uh-huh. I would call you and say. Hey, uh-huh. do you need someone to talk about this too? Uh-huh. I know that you're sad. Hey, I'm here. Whenever you need me, give me a call. I'll be happy to talk <laughs> to you about, you know, whatever it is. I was giving you therapy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I, it would get to the point where if the Cubs were in the playoffs, which happened a few times, I would not answer my calls. I would not answer the phone if I saw on the call caller ID that it was Dave calling because it was generally not going to be a happy moment for me. If I answered that phone call now, meantime, I raised my kids to be Cub fans. I went to a, a, a Cubs game in 1996 with Tommy, who was my baby uh, at the time, who was now 21 years old. And a woman pulled me aside. An old lady pulled me aside and she said, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Are you raising him to be a Cubs fan? And I said, yes. And she said, that's child abuse and walked away. And she wasn't kidding. She was that not was one kidding. Of my people. That was one of my people. No, it was a Cubs fan. It was an old Cubs fan. And, you know, she probably is not alive today, right? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, you got her. Ha ha. Who's laughing now, sweetie? <laughs> no, but I felt bad for her. I felt bad for her. And then I started thinking that maybe I was a bad guy, that I shouldn't be raising my kids. And, and I had another moment like that, and that was in 2008. In 2008, when the Cubs got swept out of the playoffs, and my my little son, Sean, uh, my third son, he was just a diehard Cubs fan. He was, I think, let's see, he was six years old. He was six years old when that happened. (laughs) And I remember him looking at me like, don't worry, Dad. We'll get him next year. And I was like, oh, my God, kid, what have I done to you? Right, right. What have I done? Uh, okay, so that that's part of the history. That is the year that we started Just One Bad Century. And by the way, that was a blockbuster night for us. <laughs> oh, it was great. When, when uh, what was the guy? Uh, Fuka, was the, who was the, your Fukudome, Fukudome, yeah. was that yeah. his name? Yeah. When he, tw- when he twisted himself into the ground for that. Didn't he, like when he swung the bat, he would like corkscrew himself yeah. into the ground, right? That's uh, right. And when he struck out that final out, um, our site just exploded. We sold <laughs> we sold so many crying cub shirts that <laughs> oh, those were the days. Remember those heady times, Rick? We did. 
<laughs> we did. I I will I'll never forget in game two of the two thousand and eight playoffs. I was it I was at Wrigley Field for both of those games. At game well, I was two there with game one, I was there for game one with you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that was great. When when, when Loney hit the <laughs> when, grand slam, was it a grand slam? When Ryan Dempster walked the bases loaded and then gave up a grand slam. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, and I was sitting next to you. Do you remember what I did after that? No. I got up and I left and I just started walking around because I'm like, I cannot, uh, you know, I, because I, you were I so joyful. You didn't, you didn't want me to actually kill you. Yeah. I was like, wow, I really got to leave here because I, I, you know, and I wasn't worried about you because reasonably sure I could have taken you, but yeah. it was the, you know, 42,000 other ones that I don't think I would have been able to take. Yeah. I, uh, we might've, <laughs> we might've had a little gang on you there. Yeah, right. So I just walked around, got myself a smoky link. Do they still have smoky no, links then? Don't I don't know. Um, a frosty malt and some Rod Santo pizza. And I just walked around for a little while. So in game two, uh, after the game was over, I went to the bathroom, you know, with and it was it was totally silent. It was completely <laughs> silent and then some like 25 year old frat boy type comes in bursting in it's okay we'll get him next time and this 75 year old man was urinating next to me he looked up and he said how old are you kid you know about uh, 25 and he just shook his head and walked out right i love the visual of just the quiet and all you hear is the urine hitting the trough (laughs) It, it was like that it was like that uh, so anyway, so that is kind of the background of uh, how we got to this point. Um, you know, yeah. let, let can I interject here, sure. Mr. You know, let, let, let's have equal time here. Okay. Uh, in 2005, I took my good buddy to a uh, to a um, World Series game, World Series game two. Right. Yeah. Um, and let the record show. Uh, I spent fifteen thousand dollars in tickets. So you, can see. <laughs> you did not. No. <laughs> A lot cheaper. And uh, so we're at the game and, um, you know, it, uh, uh, they were down by the Sox were down four to two. Then Canerco hits a grand slam and then they were up six to four. And then the White Sox blew the lead. Kind of. It was actually very similar, pretty similar to yesterday's game. right? Yeah, very similar. And then the Astros scored two runs in the top of the ninth inning, I think it was. And Jose Vizcayano, a former Cub, hit the got the hit that tied the game, right? And you looked at me and you gave me this shit eating grin, you know. And I do you remember? Did this not lady? say I did not say a word. <laughs> okay, but are you denying the shit eating grin when you looked at me? I am not. I do not okay. deny it. And, and I looked at you, and I'm like, "Oh, you mother!" I'm like, "I cannot believe I'm sitting next to you here." And then, of course, you know, Scott Pitsednik, you know, hits the home run and the Sox win. And then you tell me that you had a Kerry Wood shirt or something underneath, right? You were jinxing the Sox. I what was. Were you wearing? No, as it turns out, I was not jinxing the Sox. Well, okay, but you were trying to. Uh, what were you wearing? I was wearing a Kerry Wood jersey underneath, but underneath like 18 layers. Nobody saw it. Okay. Uh, that it was, was like it was like thirty below zero that day. Uh, it, it was a miserable game, and I even remember watching the game in like the fourth inning, and the Sox were losing. It was just dragging on, and it was and the rain. It was that cold, misty rain, and I'm like, I remember thinking, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like what am I doing? But not to, before I forget. Yeah, uh, and I imagine we'll talk to talk about our buddy Dane. 
Yes, Flacco yes. Thirty-two. We'll talk to, about him in a few minutes. But that was the game after the Sox won Game Two of the World Series. Um, we go out and see Dane. He's in. He's in, on the stage for the. Didn't they have like a stage set up for the? Yes, World Dane, Series, Dane is whatever. a reporter for Fox right. in Chicago. And the first thing he says to me is, did you see Scott Podsednik throw in the top of the inning? That was terrible. <laughs> you know, Scott Podsednik hit a home run to win the World Series game. And he's bitching about Scott, his arm throwing to home from left field. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, OK, so all, that's all fair. But but let me just say that that all of that was led up to by the things that happened before. You know what I mean? The first shot was not fired by us. Um, you know, in 93, when the Sox, in fact, I got you tickets for that game, too. You, Brammel, our buddy Mike Brammel, me yeah. and Michelle went to a game. Do you remember this by any chance? I do. I do remember yeah. that. Right. And you, they lost that game. And we had our little white socks. Do you know how we used to wave white socks? There was a period of time that we waved white socks. Do you remember that? That was kind of our rally towel. Yeah, was that done by uh, what was the name of that little critter that uh, is the mascot of the of the uh, White Sox? Southpaw, no, not Waldo. Uh, what was it? Waldo? No, Waldo. Yeah, yeah, right. That was a Waldo thing. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't a ribby or rhubarb. They were already gone. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, but I remember a white couple. You know, after the Sox lost, we threw our white socks in anger. You know, on the ground. And you guys loved that. And you go, look at that, another white sock. <laughs> so, again, we're not. I don't remember that. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, that one might not be true. No, that one is true, too. Anyways, go on with your little tale of woe. Go on. It's not woe. It's happy. It's <laughs> well, a tale was- of happy. It is yeah. nothing but happy. But so so anyway, so ne- last week when we did the podcast, we barely talked about the Cubs, even though they were uh, about to start the World Series. And and the, one of the reasons is because I was I got to admit I was not in a great place. I I was kind of bummed out that I could not get tickets for the World Series. I couldn't. I tried everything, could not get tickets for the biggest games in Wrigley Field history. Um and that really bummed me out, right? Yeah. So yeah. so even though the Cubs were in the World Series the first couple of games, I mean I was I was excited but I wasn't you know, I wasn't uh, as excited as I should have been. And something happened in game three, I think it was, where I just decided, you know what? You know, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy this. And and we created like Wrigley Field Northwest here in my house. And we right. tried to recreate the experience as much as we could. And I made all the kids watch it. And we, you know, we we uh, made hot dogs and all the stuff that they have that at Wrigley Field and you pissed in your bathtub (laughs) made a trough out of the bathtub no we didn't do that but we you know in spirit we did it we opened all the windows so dollars to park in front of your house yeah it was great (laughs) exactly exactly if anybody wanted a beer it was 950 right right and Ronnie Woo -woo was in your upstairs bedroom go yeah it was great but that was a turning point for me because then you know they did they lost that game but it was a turning point for me to to just be in the moment because I had been very positive about the Cubs this whole year. I love this team. This team was just the most fun to ever watch. And I went to probably 15 games this year, maybe even more than that. I went to so many Cubs games this year and I loved every second of it. 
And so I realized that I was blowing it by getting all bummed out about not being able to go to the games. I was pouting like a little baby and I stopped pouting. And after that, it was all gold. You know, as a Sox fan, um, I'll admit there's some hate in my heart, but this was a very difficult team to hate. Right. From a White Sox, White Sox perspective. And I don't know if I'm sharing this, but I think I am. Um, you know, Madden is the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the players all are very respect other than your wife beater. Uh, who almost blew it last night. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, uh, which would have been great. Yeah. Now, I mean, I can tell you my yeah, right. roller coaster of emotion. Is, um, yeah. But this is a this is a very difficult team to hate. You know, uh, like CJ Edwards, who got the final out. We met him at spring training. We did. He was a we had him sign autographs with a big, enormous Minnie Mouse pen, and he loved it. In fact, we should post that picture. Yeah, he was just um, a, he was just a minor leaguer, and right. and uh, he loved the attention. That was yeah. you and me and Dane, right? And Dane, of course, uh, knew everything about him. It scared the, it scared the hell out of me. Hey, hey remember that game? Uh, well, you know when you played uh, Bridgeview High and you struck out 60, 16 guys? Oh, uh, not really, but okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you know that it just it absolutely scared the crap out of out of him. Uh, but um, but as a Sox fan, you look at these guys, and you know you got Rizzo, very respectful, you know, respectful. Addison Russell, you know, y'all, y- you see them constantly at children's hospitals and stuff. In fact, where we get our T-shirts, which by the way, we've got boxes in my basement. Yeah, right. Now, you want some crying gum stuff? Because <laughs> no one's gonna buy it ever again. Right, right. Everything must go. Uh, the wife of the guy who owns the place, her her daughter was the homecoming queen to Anthony Rizzo's homecoming king in Florida. You're kidding. Uh, they went to the same. No, they went to the same high school, and she just started raving about. And she called him Tony, I think. Well, obviously, I guess Tony was his, his nickname or whatever. And you know, he had he had cancer. Yeah, he is. He spends like all his time in the off season helping kids with cancer and stuff. I know they have like, two cancer survivors on this team, him and John Luster. Um, and uh, you know, you're like, wow. I even as a hateful White Sox fad, like, really, can I hate this team? Don't get me wrong, I did at points. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not copping to the fact that I was hateless. But this was like in '08, you had assholes on your team. Yeah, yeah. That, you yeah. had, um, I, I can't remember who they, but they were people that just were. Well, in 03, 03, we had Sammy, who, is there anyone that the White Sox fans hated more than Sammy Sosa? No, no, he is, but we're not, we're not big fans of Mark Pryor either. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, me uh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but, I mean, but all the teams up to this point, you could hate. Yeah, you know, but this one was just really hard to hate. Well, that's nice uh, of you to say that. Uh, <laughs> you know, the nicest thing I've ever said. It is. It's the only nice thing you've ever said. Uh, but okay, all right. Well, so last night, so last night, actually, after Game Six, I realized that I had a soccer game scheduled that was going to be at the same time as game seven, the game that I had been waiting for 
since 1968. That's about 48 years. <laughs> 48 years I've been waiting for this moment. And then there was a soccer game. And I, I couldn't just blow it off because I'm, I'm the coach of the team. And Sean is on the team. And, you know, I just couldn't blow it off. Well, you were playing a team that was going to just kick your ass. Right? And it was a meaningless game. It was the last game of the season. We already uh, clinched, I think, third place. This team is the number one team. They have scored 50 goals and only given up six goals. And we knew it was going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> so I was going to not only miss the game, I was going to miss it to watch a soccer game, to watch my son get humiliated and have, you know, and all the parents would have been mad at me. They all missed the game and they had to watch this terrible thing. And I <laughs> And this was these were my emotions. Like after all these years, this is what's going to happen to me. And then God opened the skies, and it started pouring rain. It started for about thirty seconds. I don't care. I don't care. The game was canceled because of rain. Yeah, that was the lamest rain delay or rain cancellation ever in soccer history. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I'm not looking into the 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 motivations behind the cancellation. All I know is I get. I guarantee you that other team took absolutely no pushing to not come. You know what I mean? Because they they they're about an hour away. They were having. They would have had to drive an hour to get here to also miss the World Series. You know what I mean? They're still Cub fans. I'm sure on that team. Were they coming from the south side? Because I bet that probably wouldn't have been an issue. No, they're nearly in Wisconsin, straight north of here. Uh, they're Brewer fans. Uh, I guess that's possible. I guess that's possible. So anyway, I did get to watch the game after all, and I watched it with my family. And I decided that th- this was kind of like a, a moment for me. Well, I realized that the thing about being a Cubs fan, that it, it's not so much about Wrigley Field. It's a, It's about your personal feelings it's about mm-hmm. how you how you are processing it and for me i wanted to be with my family i wanted to be with my sons uh who all watched the game with me and my uh my youngest son sean who's like a diehard cubs fan he sat right next to me the whole game your dog uh, Ivy. My dog is named Ivy. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, we were I gotta say, I I, I was I felt like I was gonna vomit for most of the game. I was yeah. so nervous before the game, I couldn't eat. I didn't yeah. eat dinner. I and I could not I, I was just a bundle of nerves and it looked like they were going to win. It was six yeah. to three or whatever. Yeah. And they right. are six to one. And then this is my favorite part. Go on. Go on. Go on. Keep <laughs> and then nope. John Lester comes in. Only thing I have now is this hour and 20 minutes. Give it to me. John Lester comes in and two runs score on one wild pitch. Yeah. Yep. Two runs scored on one wild pitch. I'm like, this is, this is not going to happen. And I was actually thinking about you. I was actually thinking about you that, that you must have had, you must have, you got to admit to me that you were smiling when stuff um, like that happened. Okay, This is a sitcom and we do split screen right now. Yeah. Okay. You just did that. I will tell you what I did. Um, and I'll be far briefer than your three hours that you just talked about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was um, I was at O'Hare. I had a I had a meeting at O'Hare, and um, or near O'Hare, and it ended right at seven o'clock. So I get on the blue line, 
And a couple of things that I that I noticed. Blue Line, I got on it, Cumberland. And there was tons of Cub fans going to Wrigleyville, yeah. the party. Yeah. And they all had their Cubs crap on it, and they were all huddled around their iPhones. And they were – and this is really kind of neat. There was like two or three people all kind of huddled around the iPhone just checking. They couldn't be watching it, right? It was – they were just – checking like no i think i think you can i don't know was it possible to stream it i don't know i I was watching on tv so i don't i have no idea so but there were like strangers you know all huddled around one guy's phone and dexter fowler hit a leadoff home run right (laughs) yeah that was amazing (laughs) right so uh so i'm on the platform and i hear all these cheers going on and do you remember i mean i'm sure you've seen these photos and pictures of little kids back in like the 40s huddling around a transistor radio to listen yeah, to the sure band, sure absolutely you know, or, or listen to a you know yankee game or whatever you know um that really to me was a neat thing to watch you know um because it was just you know it's 80 years later or whatever but it's still the kind of the same dynamic right strangers listen to a you know and it's not a transistor but it's you know an iphone so it's the medium has changed but it was this kind of commonality and i know what you mean when you're talking about your family and how saying that it's not wrigley field and it's not it is it is your generational connection with your family and i know that is with my father who brought me up as a white Sox fan who by the way i visited his grave this morning <laughs> to make sure that he didn't spin out of it and everything is fine i posted the video on i Facebook. saw that that's, that's hilarious it's fine uh, but base and i don't have a connection to anything in my life I guess you could possibly argue political, you know, uh, uh, affinities maybe. I don't know. Like, you know, Republicans generally spawn Republicans and Democrats, you know. But White Sox fans spawn White Sox fans and comfort, you know. So it is a – and I'm getting, you know, not weepy because, you know, I'm I'm a man's man. Yeah. Uh, But um, it is. And and when you're describing, you know, sitting with Sean – you know, in the it 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 it's far more important that than the Cubs winning or losing. You know. Okay, um, but let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to how you, we're in the split screen now. All right. Oh yeah. So all right. right. So there's the there's the wild pitch that scores two runs, and then all right. Well, hold on. Let yeah. me just tell you. Okay. The ball hits Ross in the head. Yeah. And they start talking about concussions. Uh-huh. I laughed. <laughs> okay, this is what you this know? is what I want to hear. Okay. Then in the ninth inning that. or the eighth inning, when Chapman comes in and he <laughs> serves up that home run to a guy who never hits home runs, uh, we sprung out of the bed. We were it was me, Aaron, and Michelle. We were and and Aaron, my youngest. You know, her aunts are from Cleveland, and. She really wanted the Indians to win for Aunt Sue and Aunt Pat. She also wanted the Indians to win because she knows for for Daddy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, she was she was devastated when she came home from drama class and they were losing three to one, or the Indians were losing three to one. I think it was. She was devastated. She's like, "This can't happen. This is horrible." You know what about Aunt Sue and Aunt Pat? And she's worried about our business too. Oh, you know, what about all those? <laughs> That's nice. about all those Goddamn shirts that are in our basement. What are we going to do with it? You know, so she's um, and then when that happened, she was giddy. I mean, she was just giggling. She's like, this is not gonna happen. And, and she loves the Billy Goat curse. 
You know, she's like, the curse really is there. The really, really, I believe in the Billy Code curse, you know. Uh, and I have to admit, when that home run hit, I was happy. I know you were. I know you were. You can't say you weren't. And I'm not going to. Yeah. In front of God and podcast, you know, world, I was happy. And I remember. I would be disappointed if you weren't. Right. Um, Because then I would feel like I don't know you at all. Right. No, I was happy. And I was happy for a lot of reasons. I was happy for, I was happy for Cub fans, the nervousness. I love watching nervous Cub fans. (laughs) Okay. And I knew you and Andy and Dane's head exploded, you know, when that happened. So that made me happy. And then you had the rain delay. Which was just awesome. It and was. I called Dane. It was. <laughs> like, oh, and now there's a rain delay? <laughs> right, right. It's good. And I called Dane and got through to him. And it was during the rain delay. I go, how are you holding up? And he's like, not well. Not well. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, You called him during I, the game when he's out there like reporting? Yeah. And he, and he answered the phone. And he answered the phone for me. I mean, he yeah. had to say screening capabilities you had and he answered it for me but i did say and he you couldn't this is verifiable i said i sincerely wish you good luck because i was really it it was very odd for me i was happy that they were blowing the lead but i was also you know i mean i was on facebook and i just see all this angst which i loved but also (laughs) when i look at myself in the mirror i'm like god what what is wrong with me Pardon you you looked at yourself in the mirror and said what is wrong with me right exactly it's yeah. like, i must be a, a horrible human being and then you see all these old people yeah that paid like twenty five thousand dollars for their tickets yesterday or whatever yeah. which then made me happy like haha you spent twenty five thousand yeah. dollars and you're watching this you know uh so i was continuously vacillating between happy and hating myself didn't at you at one point have a videotape of of Crowd shots of disappointed Cub fans. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever had a video. Like but I they called it a tragedy tape. Um, no, I don't, I'm maybe it was on the tra- You mean the tragedy tape with uh, Thiesman leg? Oh, okay, right? that's it. Was just a more general thing. It was not a a, a Cubs thing. Yeah, right. It was Thiesman's leg, and when Kent Belarchuk got his jugular vein <laughs> slashed. So yeah. at, at our house. After that happened, after the after the home run, I started, uh, you know, palpitating, as you might expect. But uh, but I got to be honest, I actually thought to myself, you know what? And I I thought about this logically for the first time ever as a Cubs fan. I'm like, well, all right, we've got our heart of the order coming up. They've got (laughs) they've just used up the their worst part of their lineup. And, you know, we've all their pitchers have been used up all their good pitchers have been used up and we still have a bunch of pitchers that can come in and i thought you know what i i think we could still win this game yeah yeah and and then it happened and i now sean my youngest i did not realize this started uh rolling tape of our reactions i didn't you know he just put the phone down and rolled the video if you want to see it <clears throat> excuse me it's on it's on our facebook page it's you wonderful can, you can check it out, and you can see how exactly how we reacted when when the moment happened. Mm-hmm. But um, I started getting very emotional after that video ended because, you know, there, there was one point where we were watching 
uh, Dane in the locker room. Mm. So Dane uh, is is even a is it safe to say he's even a bigger Cubs fan than I am? He's the reason. Well, you know, and and I mean this sincerely for like you and Andy and my Cub fan friends like Mike Bedino and whatever. You know, I'm actually genuinely as as happy as I can be for somebody. Right for you i'm not gonna get wishy-washy on you but you know what you're having a good day god love you but dane he has been such an obnoxious cub fan for so long i'm not happy for him <laughs> see now i was <clears throat> i was gonna tell you that i i started getting emotional when the uh the the anchor of at fox uh smiley mctelevision i don't know what what his name is you know the the you know who I'm talking about, the main anchor no. guy? He throws it to Dane, and instead of asking Dane to go interview people, he says, Dane, how do you feel as a, not as a reporter, but as a Cubs fan? And I think Dane almost started crying, <laughs> and, and, and I was, it, really, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting a little choked up just telling the story. I, I really, I lost it. I completely lost it. Now, and this is weird for me uh, that I'm happy for him, but I'm not happy about how he got there. Yeah, Where, I know. I this, know. <clears throat> does this make, does this make sense? No, I mean, not really. You, you can't, you can't make sense of the way you feel about this stuff. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it really is, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy and sad at the same time, you know? Uh, and I talked to Dane this morning Um like, I don't know, I, 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 he, he had gotten back to the hotel at four in the morning, I think, and he had to do a live shot at like seven. So he had like two hours of sleep and then I caught him as he's coming back to the hotel for a couple hours of sleep. And then I guess he does a noon shot or whatever. And he, do you know what, now think of Dane, he, biggest Cub fan, when he was a nine-year-old kid, if you would have told him, you know what, the Cubs are going to win the World Series and you're going to be partying with them in the locker room. I know, I know. Uh, and he said the coolest moment was when Bill Murray came up to him and goes, hey, you look dry, and sprayed champagne in his face. Oh, my God. That is I mean, so great. That is I so mean, great. See, now, that I'm happy for him. But, I again, I don't, I'm not happy. I'm happy for the glee that he had at that time, but I hate the fact that this is how he got it. So, <clears throat> we have to, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Which is... Our website is called Just One Bad Century. It's the still just one bad century. I know it's still just one bad century, but the logo is a crying cub. Right. right. So the logo's got to go, right? It's not going until I sell all these shirts. <laughs> okay. Everything must go. Let's right. put. We, we should put them on sale for like <laughs> what five bucks? Yeah. How about everything must goat? Oh, very yeah. good. Uh, the only other change that I see that we have to make to the website is today I'm going to take down the count up clock, which I talked about last week. Yeah. The uh, the final tally between World Series championships, 39,467 days. Wow. 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 So that is what we're going to do with Just One Bad Century. I don't feel like doing it today. <laughs> so, but, so if you go on there now, it still looks like a website of a team that hasn't won it in forever. I don't care. You know what? Let's just ignore it. Yeah. You know, let's just continue with our model just like nothing has happened. We'll, let's be like Kodak. 
you know, and when Kodak just said all oh, this digital photography, that's not going to do anything. <laughs> We're just going to continue to make cameras, you know, old film. Yeah. And then let's just do that. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's produce eight track tapes. No okay. one's going to know. It, it'll be fine. You know what? I think we should open up photo booths. Remember those photo <laughs> booths? The yeah, little right. uh, drive through photo mats? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, uh, that's it. You know, should we do a celebrity potpourri? Do we, can we do a cub one? You want to just do a fake cub one? Yeah. You know what? Right. Think of, think of, let me play the audio because the audio is very important. Hold on. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for celebrity potpourri with Rick and Dave. Now, I don't have a story like Bill Murray spraying champagne in my face. (laughs) So this is going to really kind of be a letdown. (laughs) But I do have a story about meeting Jose Cardinal, who was one of my heroes as a kid. He's one of the three or four Cubs that I just loved. Good old number one with his huge afro. When Uncle Manny would take me to the games, we always sat in the right field bleachers so I could be close to Jose Cardinal. And uh, one day, and I live in I live in Mount Prospect. One day, I was at the Jewel in Mount Prospect near Randhurst Mall, and I was in the uh, produce section with my with two of my sons. And I see a, a little guy who looks amazingly like Jose Cardinal, looking at the red onions. Now, this is Jose Cardinal thirty years older obviously yeah this is just a few years ago this is just a few years ago all right so he doesn't have the big fro anymore yeah so i'm looking at him and i'm thinking to myself that i i'm sure that that's jose cardinal now i my boys were you know young and and i i talked to them like you think is that jose cardinal over there like that who's 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 jose cardinal i never heard of him so i left my boys over by the oranges and i walked over to Jose Cardinal, and I and I said to him, "Excuse me, are you Jose Cardinal?" And he looked up and smiled, and he goes, "Yes, I am." And he's like, "I, I am your biggest fan." <laughs> and I told him how I used to go to the games, and I used to uh, sit in right field so I could be closest to Jose Cardinal. And he goes, "Well, you must have been very young." I said, "I was." <laughs> Thank you, Mister right. Cardinal. You're right. I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, what are you doing here at Jewel? He goes, well, I, I still live here. I still, I love it here so much. I never sold my house and I still live here. And, and I asked him what he was going to make with the, uh, with the onion. Yeah, really <laughs> he, good. Uh, he's going to make a Cuban sandwich, right? He's a Cuban. Uh, oh, nice. Did he, did he invite you over for Cuban, Cuban sandwich? He didn't, but you know, I, and it, it got a little uncomfortable after that moment. Cause I ran out of things to say. <laughs> I wanted to hug him. I wanted to hug him. He's like a little guy. I, it's like, I, you know, I've met every celebrity in the world just about, and this was a, amongst the most excited I have ever been in my life. And I was, you know, in my forties at the time. <laughs> When he went from the produce section to like the bread section, did his hat fall off? Well, you know, I wanted to follow him around. You know, <laughs> I, I like was he going to get beans? What's what's next? You know, exactly. <clears throat> I mean, Cuban sandwich. You got to get some chicken. You know, <laughs> what kind of chicken does he buy? You know, but I decided 
you know, to be, uh, to be cool about it. And we came home that night, <laughs> took out my baseball cards. I showed the boys, Jose Cardinal. They're like, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I said, this is the guy we just met. We just met this guy in jewel. Like, uh huh. Okay. That's great. That's great. Dad. Didn't he used to throw the bat at the ball and get hits? Yeah. He was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. So anyway, that is that is my celebrity potpourri story. Oh, and one more thing before we go, uh, yeah. you know, is it cub related by any? It chance? is cub related, but it's also Radio Misfits Podcast Network related. Uh, if you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, check out some of the other programs. Like, and we talked about this last week, Emus Catuli with Andy Lurie, and you asked me, what do those numbers stand for? What do they mean? And Andy uh, did check in with me, and he said that next year when we go there, it's going to say AC 00000000. Is that after championship? Or Yep. It's, yeah. it's division championship. Uh, it's pennants, and it's, you know, uh, World Series. Uh, well, so that's the, your shirt right there. We got to start making shirts. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm sure. And we just gave it out for free. Uh, so find out more about Rick and Dave. You can check out EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to uh, give special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla, another Cub fan, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can tune in again next. Actually, you know what? I may not be able to do a show next week. So tune uh, in two weeks from now. Next week is my 25th anniversary. I'm taking my wife to New Orleans. Um, so tune and, in. And, and yeah. I am going to be on Lasano and Friends on Saturday. Oh, so this Saturday. So you know what? I'll take the load. You take the week off. Okay, let's do that. Uh, but then be sure to come back again for another episode of... Go White Sox! Another episode of... Minutia Man. <laughs> Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Lausano or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Hi, Fred Winston here, Chicago radio guy. (laughs) Now, Fred, Tony, you were the first voice on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, that was my big uh, cinematic moment. It is a beautiful day in Chicago today. Temperatures expected to reach the upper 70s. Right now, 75 at the lakefront, 74 at Midway, 73 at O'Hare, and now up in the sky, Don Nelson. Yeah, sky pretty view, goddamn right? riveting. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got I got John Hughes in the studio, and we're in a commercial break. He says. Uh, 
Could you imagine your voice coming out of the theater speakers in the theater? I said, uh, yeah, what does it pay? <laughs> Mercenary. So I go in the studio and I'm recording stuff and I'm uh, doing uh, buffo DJ crap and uh, clever ad libs and, uh, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. And they didn't want that. They wanted the, uh, right. the straight crap. Right. <laughs> so he invited me to go with him to the premiere. Uh-huh. And I said, well, I can't do that yeah. because I get up at 3.30 in the morning. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to give up my sleep. I don't give right. a crap if it is a movie. <laughs> so he fixed my ass. I got paid, but I got no movie credit. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, no credit? Really? No, no uh, credit in the movie. Jesus Everyone got a credit except <laughs> me. Unbelievable. Wow. And you're the first voice. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you get checks in the mail still for like 16 cents for that? Or no, no. Really? It was a one-time flat fee. Oh. $337.65. Oh, man. That, yeah, I'm swimming that, in it. Yeah. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called. That's nice. I bet that's pretty goddamn compelling, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Lozano and Friends. Available on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, Apple iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio app, and on Lozano.com.